Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Ahead on NBA Today, New York City's mayor with some major news regarding the vaccine mandate. Full-time Kyrie is back. Plus, speaking of the East, things got heated in Miami last night. Jimmy trying to fight UD and Spo. Our panel weighs in. Also, MB, Giannis, Joker get all the MVP love. But what about Devin Booker and Jason Tatum? Do they deserve a chance? All that and more coming your way. And welcome into NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. I'm Cassidy Hubbard, filling in for Malika Andrews. And we've got a crew today throughout the show. But right now, you, you see the champs, uh, Matt Barnes, big perk, and half man, half amazing himself, Vince Carter. And, and guys, we've got mm -hmm. some major news, courtesy of the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. And Brooklyn Nets fans, listen up. Mm -hmm. Today I signed Emergency Executive Order 62, expanding the performance exemption to private employer mandates. This is about putting New York City-based performance on a level playing field. Currently, only non-residents are exempt under this executive order. We expanded it to residents of New York City. It's unimaginable. We were treating our performers differently because they lived and played for home teams. The decision just seems slightly abrupt because it was just a week ago that you told Kyrie Irving that he wanted to play, he needed to get vaccinated. So it does seem like a very quick evolution. You were very clear that Mr. Irving needed to get vaccinated. Okay, then I'm, I'm not quite sure if you heard me today. Um, Kyrie, you should get vaccinated. <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> get vaccinated. I still feel get vaccinated. Um, so that has not changed on my feeling that everyone should get vaccinated and boosted. That is where I am. So obviously a welcome change for Brooklyn. However, the Nets have won just eight of the 20 games that Kyrie has played in. And while they're scoring a lot more when he plays, they're also allowing opponents to score over 117 points per game, which would be the second worst mark in the league over the full season. All right, so now that we're getting full-time Kyrie, the net ceiling is now what? Starting with you, Perk. You know what? I would say Eastern Conference Finals, and here's why. The East is so good, and I had the opportunity to actually sit on the sit courtside with, with, with Mr. Morant yesterday and watch the game. And look, Kyrie and KD are box office. But watching the game last night put, some, put something in perspective for me. Kyrie Irving had 43 points, and it was major buckets. Kevin Durant had 37, I believe it was, 11 and 8. They scored 120 points and lost. That means to show, that shows me that they're not there defensively. I don't believe that they have the personnel 
to defend, especially in the Eastern Conference, when you talk about guys like Giannis, Jason Tatum, uh, uh, Joel Embiid, all those guys, I think on the defensive side of things, they're going to struggle. Offensively, they're going to put up points. But again, in order to win the championship, you got to have that defensive presence, and they just don't have it. Perk, I agree that defense is, is probably one of the main keys to go into winning a championship, but I just like my odds when I know that I'm going to have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvins in a seven-game series because it's all about adjustments. As we say, you know they're going to flow, but what about the guys coming back? We have a Seth Curry coming back. We have Andre Drummond coming back. Bruce Brown is kind of their Swiss Army knife. James Johnson is a vet. Goran Dragic was instrumental in Miami's championship run. So if that, and I didn't even mention Ben Simmons, if they happen to be able to get Ben Simmons back to come out and facilitate and play some defense, um, I really think this team has a chance. I'm not saying they are gonna win a championship, but I think a championship is not crazy to think that this team is capable of winning. And I agree with you both. I think defensively, if they fix that, they have a better chance because offensively they have everything, particularly when you put Seth Curry back on the floor, that opens the floor up. Like they, like you said, Perk, they scored 43 points and 37 <clears throat> points and the floor, the floor was tight. They were shrinking the floor. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I mean, they were just like, okay, you got to go get a bucket and they were working extremely hard. You know, in the playoffs, Matt, you know it, Perk, you know it. You want to just get easy buckets when you can't and they were working too hard, but defensively they were just giving up threes. You can't do that. And, and just guys just fall, going down the lane, just getting layups. So, yeah, Matt, you're right. Adjustments are key. You bring Ben Simmons back, he can fix some of those problems defensively because you're staying in front of the ball or you're getting over screens, which is huge in pick and roll and, of course, in the playoffs. And, of course, we heard that Ben well, Simmons. Well, do we Go ahead, Perk. We realize that it's less than 10 games left in the regular season. At this point of time, Guys have to be playing their best version of You want to be peaking right now going into the playoffs. You want to have some type of chemistry. And we all know Ben Simmons can bring to the table, but, but, but Matt, Vince, let's remember this. Ben Simmons hasn't played basketball since June. And I know we're not talking about his confidence. We're talking about his workload on his legs. We all know that in order to get in basketball shape, you have to be on the court play. playing basketball. And if we expect and if we're expecting Ben Simmons to come back after almost being off nine months, coming back and playing at the highest level that this game has to offer and be able to to be able to be productive, I think we're fooling ourselves right now. Yeah, and of course we know that he has a herniated disc in his back and there's still no timetable for his return. Meanwhile, Kyrie will play in his first home game of the season Sunday against Crazy. the Hornets. Let's move on to the other big story as things got spicy with the heat last night. Some interesting video to say the least. Let's show you what went down as we try to understand it. Now, the Warriors were playing without their big three. Draymond and Clay Thompson on the bench. Steph course still hurt third quarter Andrew Wiggins knocks down the three the Warriors are up 10 and Jordan Poole continued to play well yeah Jordan Poole's been playing really well I just want him to find his footing when they have all their stars aligned because he can be a crucial right. part for this run in the playoffs but here's where the drama happened in the timeout after that bucket Jimmy Butler Eric Spolstra had to be separated Spolstra then throws down his clipboard <laughs> Perk, what do you think of the clipboard toss 
I love it. I love it. You know why he could do that? Because he got UD to have his back. Right. Right, right. <laughs> and there was a lot of holding me back. And, you know, in the third quarter, P.J. Tucker gets the hook shot to fall. The Heat within seven. Kyle Lowry then knocks down the three. Down one at the end of the third. But then in the fourth quarter, they couldn't finish it off. Warriors up seven. It's more pool. He had 30 points on the night. Yeah, I mean, again, Jordan Poole was hot. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was hot. I, I love this because these guys are going to be important down the stretch and learning how to find their spots and rhythm when the other stars aren't in. Let's hear from the Heat after the game. Eric Spolstra, extremely agitated. The Warriors got them frustrated right now, and they're going at each other. It's crazy. <laughs> It's passion. It's good to sometimes get some, you know, anger and frustration out and just talk about it. Everybody was wondering where the dinner plans were tonight after the game. We have a very competitive, gnarly group, and we're getting our asses kicked. And two straight games, uh, we were not playing to the level that we wanted to play. Something happened. It's us figuring it out. I walked off the left, and it's, come on, let's play. It won't affect us at all. We have great leadership, and we still have bigger goals, and you know we still have bigger aspirations. You say what you have to say. I say what I have to say. All right, cool. Let's play basketball. I'm still waiting to hear Jimmy Butler's perspective on the matter, but mm. the rest of them were saying it's not that big of a deal. Matt, do you buy that this is truly no big deal for the Heat? I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, this happens a lot. These guys can attest to it, whether it's in the locker room, practice, or in games. Guys have arguments, disagreements, and I think the fact that Spolster is trying to be a coach letting these guys know, like, hey, we've let two games, we're letting a team without stars beat us right now. We have to, you know, we have to put our foot on the gas. The other guys are like, okay, well, maybe, you know, we'll, we'll be fine, Spo. But another thing I want to point out is UD plays a huge role on this team, and it's not necessarily on court. It's behind the scenes, managing personalities, keeping everyone on Preach. the same page. And I appreciate this kind of stuff because Jimmy Butler has been known to say some wild stuff every once in a while. So UD was just putting him in his place. Like, <coughs> hey, we're not the enemy. It's the other team. Let's get it together on the court. So shout out to UD. And again, you saw Spolster a little extra energetic because, like Perk said, he knew he had UD to have his back. Facts. Perk. Well, well, you know what I, you know what I think about. I look at, I look at Eric Sposa and I think about him being a champion, multi, uh, multi, like winning championships. Jimmy Butler is trying to get what Eric Sposa already has, and it goes back to what we just talked about with the Brooklyn Nets. Eric Sposa know how important this stretch is for guys to be. For guys to be playing at at the right at the right level at the right time and the chemistry is supposed to be there, like these two losses that the Heat have are, are unacceptable, and he knows that they supposed to be better. Like every coach want to know their rotations, every coach want to see their team playing well, especially when you're a team that's trying to win a championship. So right now, Eric Spoelstra looks all the way like he's the good guy, and he's supposed to. Jimmy Butler need to follow suit. And by the way, look, let me tell you something. I love Jimmy Butler, Texas boy, but he don't want no smoke with UD. <laughs> UD probably didn't have more fights. UD probably didn't have more fights than Mike Tyson and Mayweather combined uh, out there in the hood in Dade County. He don't want that action. Uh, uh. And I'm going to add to this. I mean, that's three you guys with that showing passion and emotion, kind of like Kyle said. And, and to add to it, 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 and I agree with you, Matt, it's not a big deal because if it was a big deal, you would see more guys engaging to breaking that up. It was just guys blowing off some steam. Hey, 
it's somebody saying we need to step our defense up. Mm -hmm. we, we're not playing. We're playing down to the competition. Yeah, they don't have their stars on the floor, and we're playing down to the competition instead of putting these teams away that shoot we should be putting away because we're the number mm -hmm. one team in the East. Mm -hmm. We need to play like it. Mm -hmm. It's 10 games or 15 games left in the season or whatever, and we need to kind of get ready for the playoffs. If we say we want to win a championship, we're in the position as the number one seed in home court. Let's act like it. So, yeah, guys are going to get chippy and, and chirp back and say what they're going to got to say, and that's what it is. Matt, we've been on teams like yep. that. Playoff first, time. Same thing. So, playoff it's just, time. yeah, it's playoff times, and guys want to win, and, you know, they're trying to feed their family, and everybody want that extra cheese going in the playoffs. So, they like, hey, it's mm -hmm. time to tighten up. Mm -hmm. Look, and Eric Spolster said after the game, you can, you can use these moments during the season to catapult you. You can use them to galvanize you over frustration and disappointment, but teams can also go the other way. And as VC yep, pointed yep. out, Matt, mm -hmm. this is the number one team in the East. So how concerned are you about them as we near the start of the playoffs and you're seeing this tension? I'm not necessarily concerned, to be honest with you. This is a blue-collar team, and as Perk puts, touched on, a foundation and organization that has won championships. So they know what it takes to get there. They're trying to get everyone else on board. Um, I'm not saying because they are the one seed that they're going to win a championship. I think they're in the list of maybe five teams in the East, which is crazy, that has a chance to win a championship. But they have just as good odds as anyone does. That East race is tight. And so it's going to be exciting to see how this all shapes out. Still to come on NBA Today, book with yet another MVP-like performance last night. So why isn't he in the MVP conversation? Plus, Brian Windhorst joins us with the latest on the Zion front. Is the Pell star on his way back? And our entire panel reveals their Eastern Conference power rankings. Their title contenders ranked four through one. Anyone have the Nets in the top spot? Find out when NBA Today rolls on. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. And in part by Buffalo Wild Wings. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. I'm Cassidy Elberth, filling in for Malika Andrews, joined by Matt Barnes. And we now welcome in beautiful Roz. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up? Look, we, we touched on the tension between the heat, but things were also chippy in the Suns-Wolves game last night. And it was an exciting battle at that. Pick it up in the second quarter. Carl Anthony Towns mm -mm. would dunk on Jay Crowder, Matt. Mm -mm, look out. This is Bomb! Uh, Towns has been playing great all season. His, his team is finally in a position to make a little run in the playoffs, so their energy is off the charts right now, letting Crowder know he's too small. And then on the other end, they get chippy, Ross. Yeah, they have to, as a team, find uh, fuel, find motivation. This is a team right now that is red hot and not backing down, and they want all the smoke. Uh, but I don't know if he really wanted that smoke. I don't really know <laughs> no, if he really? wanted that smoke, because Crowder would have gave it to him, too. Well, I, I think 
think it's healthy for the team, though, just I to love show. It. You I love know, it. Like, but I don't know if he really wanted it. Okay. <laughs> Look, the team was they were up 13. The Suns, though, would erase that behind DeAndre Aiden, who had 35 and 14. 330 to Great play. Pass. Devin Booker Great to Mikel pass. Bridges. This team is just a well-oiled machine. I mean, the fact that CP3 has been out and they've been 8 and 3 in his absence, Devin Booker stepped his game up tremendously since CP's gone down. And this is just like, you know, Whew. plug the next guy in. With right. the exclamation point, Booker finished with 28 points. Suns win 125. 116 and the Suns have been great all year with Devin Booker and he is a big reason why when he's on the floor the Suns offensive efficiency is over eight points better than when he's not playing in fact the Suns offense with book on the court would rank as the best in the NBA this season and listen to this last night Booker scored his 11,000th point he is the fourth youngest player to do so only behind LeBron KD and Kobe not mm. a bad list so mm. with that said take a look at this year's MVP favorites according to Caesar Sportsbook Embiid and Jokic have been at the top of the race for quite some time but one name that hasn't gotten much buzz Booker who's currently eighth in the race and also book recently responded to an Isaiah Thomas tweet that he should be in the MVP conversation and saying he he doesn't meet the criteria <laughs> if you will uh, Roz like why do you think Book is not getting as much MVP love, and do you think he deserves it? Well, first of all, I think in general, Devin Booker deserves more love. And period. I, period. period. Thank you. Full stop. And I do think that, yes, he should be in the larger conversation of MVP because he is the best player on the most dominant team in the NBA right now. I think a knock against Devin has been perhaps as Chris Paul, maybe not the best, the biggest scorer, but is he the most impactful or best player on that team? Chris Paul has been out and injured. Suns keep winning. I think that helps Devin Booker's argument for MVP. But Cassidy, if I'm going to be honest, I think there's real reasons why he's not like a top contender for this MVP award. First of all, he doesn't have the statistical dominance, um, which is an important part of this award. He's not a top 10 scorer. I mean, he's not even a top 45 assist maker. He just doesn't have that kind of statistical dominance. Um, I think it's a style of play. You know, he's not a high-flying dunker like Giannis or a flurry of threes like Steph. He's an excellent player, but the style of play might get overlooked. I don't think he has the overall importance to his team in a way that Jokic does for the Nuggets. What happens to the Nuggets if Jokic isn't there? Mm. You know, to Matt's point, the Suns keep going, well, let me finish my point. Let me finish. You making a face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> same with Joel Embiid. I think his importance is just, I don't think he has the same level of, like, importance to the overall success of the team. And I think he doesn't have the same impact on both ends of the court, which for me, if I was an MV if MVP voter, I'm looking at the full game, not only offense, but defense, like a Joel Embiid does or like a Giannis Antetokounmpo does. So mm. absolutely. Steve I Nash think won two MVPs. He didn't play no D. This is me if I'm an MVP <laughs> voter. And I've had MVP votes, and I've looked at statistical dominance. Okay. I've looked at success of, t of team. Okay. I've looked at importance to his team. And then I've also looked at feel. Like, all right, can, can you just not stop this guy? So he doesn't meet the criteria, Matt. <laughs> so basically, yeah. you're proving. I his think, tweet, I think right. he's in the conversation for MVP, but is he a serious contender for it right now? No. Look, I think you also bring up the point that he kind of has that little brother syndrome. But he's been doing this for a while. By the way, as a as a fun fact here, guess what happened five years ago, exactly to the day? Devin Booker's 70 point game. Mm. Crazy to think that the Suns sees game is already five years old, guys. Go like, fast. I know. On that night, he became the sixth player in NBA history to reach that total, but the Celtics still beat Phoenix 130 to 120.
Now, there is uh, some good news as we wrap up the Sun discussion. Uh, some fairly big news. The Suns say Chris Paul is probable to return tonight with the Suns taking on Denver. That's a huge game for the one seed getting back uh, their floor general. Matt, your quick thoughts on, on CP3 making a return. I think this is big, but it's also important being a former teammate of Chris and knowing his hand injury history that he has to be fully healthy. You know what I mean? This team has been playing great without him. Um, I know CP is not going to come back till he's ready. He has to be protected from himself again. I know what kind of person he is, but if he's able to plug back in, this team has been incredible all season. Adding their, their floor general and their leader back is only going to make them more stronger and getting hot at the right time. Wait, 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 wait. But Matt, before you were kind of shaking your head at my, my thoughts on Devin Booker MVP, I just want to know what yours were. I like Devin Booker. Devin Booker's been a killer. His teams are finally just good. He's finally getting recognized. So I agree with you on the point. He needs more love. But Devin Booker is right up there. If you look, he's out on the best team. He's averaging 26, 5, and 5. He's averaging 28. What is it? 28, 5, and 7. Two more assists with CP out. So his numbers are there. I agree with the flash and, and the glitz and glam, but as a person who played against him and just looking at him, he is a killer and he definitely needs more love and consideration. And this is one of those rare years that there's a lot of people up to uh, you know up for the MVP conversation and I think it helped that he he you know stood up and, and played well in CP3's absence but CP3 news is is huge that he's coming yes. back um, but the up to the minute news doesn't stop there ESPN's Om Young Masuk reporting that Paul George participated in his first Clippers practice in over three months on Thursday as he continues to make his way back from a possible return he is currently listed as out for Friday's game against Philly however the torn ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow is progressing which is huge for the Clippers now Paul George looks to come back to a Clippers team that seems to be locked into that eighth seed and headed to the play-in tournament certainly a welcome sight as the Clippers have lost now four in a row back with Vince Carter and Kendrick Perkins and Perk nobody reps Ty Lue like you do if PJ PG is back and healthy how big of a threat does that make this Clippers team in the West <laughs> it's not big it's not bigger than me I tell you that much I look I love PG and you know I love Ty Lue but but here's the thing right when you look at the top of the West when you look at the Suns, when you look at, at the Memphis Grizzlies, even the Warriors, although they're struggling, PG really doesn't move the needle for this team that the Clippers have. Now, if you was telling me that Kawhi and PG was coming back, then we have a different conversation. But Paul George, look, he has a he's been playing exceptional basketball no knock yeah. on him before he got injured, but the the top of the West is just too too good and and we talk about the Suns they have the best overall team in the game of basketball and then right under them is the Memphis Grizzlies they would have to face one of them and I think there'll be a first round exit hey I agree with you as well but I, I think it still gives a jolt of life to that Clippers team because Reggie Jackson has been playing great basketball Luke Kennard has been playing great basketball as well as Marcus Morris so it, you know just to get your guy back, your two-way player, with all of the talent and the guys playing that they're playing now, I think it's great for the organization, the team. I agree with you, Perk. I don't think it moves the needle, but it's always great to, to have one of your stars back in a Paul George. Well, key guys making a return to the Western Conference could certainly have an impact on that conference for sure.
Still ahead, don't look now, but how about the landscape of the Eastern Conference? Because it may have just vastly changed. Our crew's East Power Rankings next. Plus, the best dunk of the week will be crowned by Vince shortly. Will he shock the world and put any dunk ahead of LeBron's poster on K-Love? Find out. Plus, Zion throwing it down on social to playing one-on-one -on -one at Pell's practice. Brian Windhorse with the latest on what we can expect in New Orleans when NBA Today rolls on. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. The Celtics keep rolling. They had another big win last night against the Jazz. So let's break down just how they're doing it. And you got to start with Jason Tatum, because he's been on a tear in March, taking his game to another level and putting up 33.6 points per game this month. That's the second in the NBA among qualified players, only behind LeBron. And last night's blowout win was nothing new for the Celtics. They've now won nine games by at least 25 points this season. That's their most in a season since 2008 when they went on to win the title and it's been quite a turnaround for the Celtics remember they were a game under 500 and the 10th seed in the East in late January since then they are 23 and 4 the best record in the NBA you know who else noticed the Celtics turn around? Caesar Sportsbook. Boston is a plus 1,200 to win the title, the seventh, seventh shortest odds in the NBA. But I want to simplify this to true or false. Perk, since you won a championship with the Celtics, I'm going to start with you. True or false, this Celtics team can win the title this year? Oh, this is true. And I might put a hot honey on it just because. <laughs> look, when you look at this Celtic ball, when you look at this Celtic team, they have the best starting five in basketball. When you look at Jason Tatum, MVP candidate, in my opinion, he's not going to win it, but he's in the conversation. You have Jalen Brown, who has accepted his role and kind of took somewhat of a backseat to Jason Tatum and now is looking like one of the better two-way players in the game. You have Robert Williams, who's a top 10 center in the league. Everything that you want in the center and could be up for defensive player of the year. You have Marcus Smart, who's been the point guard, the facilitator, who also could be a defensive player of the year candidate. And then you have old Al Horford, who the Celtics did a great job with for his managing his minutes. He looks fresh. He's doing everything and more at that four position, stretching the floor, giving them spacing. And then they add, they added Derek White and Daniel Tice. They got rid of the problems off the bench and added some guys that they love. And then you have Peyton Pritchard stepping in, who everybody loves, who is a young guy, but he fulfills that backup PG like nobody, no one else. So when I look at the Celtics overall, they have the best starting five, they have the best defense in the league, and it's a true statement that they actually could win a championship. And one other thing, Cassidy, when we were at KG ceremony, right, mm -hmm. <clears throat> we were sitting, guess who was sitting right behind me? The whole Boston Celtic team. And guess what? You should have saw 
the, those guys' faces. You you could feel the energy. And then Robert Williams tweeted out and said, man, I just want to go out there and compete at the highest level. The vibe in that locker room is that they're trying to hang a banner. And I'm not talking about next year. I'm talking about right now. Yeah, and they always talk about they're playing with joy, and it's just fun the way they play. And it's fun watching this team. And the Celtics, they're currently tied with the Bucks mm -hmm. and Sixers, game and half back of the Heat. Philly was in L.A. last night taking on the LeBron-less Lakers. Roz, you were on the radio call of this game. That James Harden to MB chemistry looking solid in this one. Yeah, James Harden, I think the biggest thing for him is finding his balance and, and trying to stay aggressive while also facilitating for Joel, but also being aggressive for his shot. Hey, Tyrese Maxey has been really empowered with James Harden coming there, just being free, and he's been a closer for this team. He was a huge part of closing out that game against the Lakers. Yeah, and the Sixers win 126-121, and here are the top four teams in the East. So as I mentioned, the Heat are in first place, Sixers and Bucks and Celtics all just half a game back behind them, a game and a half rather, behind them. However, Miami has the easiest remaining schedule among those four teams. All right, we're going five wide here. Roz, Matt, Perk, mm. Vince. Uh, you're the experts, so time to put the money where your mouth is. Your personal top four teams in the East right now. Big Perk, let's start with you and find out who you're hot on, beginning with number four. Number four, <clears throat> I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets. You're talking about Kevin Durant, who's arguably the best player in the game with a full-time Kyrie, who's arguably the most skilled player in the game. I put him at number four because Steve Nash still has to prove himself. At number three, I'm going with the 76ers. I think when you look at Joel and B and James Harden, they possibly could be the best duo in the NBA. Tyrese Maxey has come along. All they need is a little bit more from Tobias Harris. And number two, I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the most dominant player in the game today. Drew Holiday is playing well. And also, Chris Middleton is finding his stride. I still, I'm still a little suspect of the others, like Grayson Allen, but I think they'll be all right. And then at number one, I'm going with the Celtics, mm. the best mm. starting five in the game of basketball, best defensive team in the Eastern Conference. Okay, Perk, I like that list. I like that list. I'm going to go a different direction, and you might not like mine as much because Kyrie being back for the next full-time was enough for me to knock out the Celtics to five right there. They're red hot. They're defensive-minded. Tatum's being great, but that amount of talent on the Nets is enough to, to make me think that they are at number four. The big issue why I just kept them there is because um, continuity, chemistry, we saw against the Grizzlies, that talent is not always enough. The Heat, the, their style of play, they got motor, they go hard, they're defensive, they're tough, they wear on you. That definitely wins in the playoffs. I like their starting unit, but I love the change-up and the motor of that second unit and Tyler Hero. 76 just saw them last night, uh, was on the call for the game. Man, they got a lot of a depth of ways to hurt you. Obviously, MVP uh, candidate, <coughs> one of my favorites, Joel Embiid, is anchoring them on offense and defense. They got the pick and roll, the pick and pop with him and James Harden. Tyrese Maxey has become a closer. <laughs> they got a big three low key over there. Tobias Harris can be utilized as a, a primary option with the second unit and certainly a key player in the first unit. And their bench actually is putting together some nice games lately. So they keep that up. I think the 76ers are kind of spicy. And then I got the Bucks at number one. I said this at the top of the season. I'm still saying it now. The Bucks can run this back. They got, you know, returning players. They got the confidence of having won a championship. They got depth. Um, and they have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's having an MVP season. I don't think we're talking about enough about how great he's been. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, 
That's the list. list. That's my list. <laughs> Matt? <laughs> Uh, disclaimer, 76ers fans, you guys could really be one through four. You just happened to get left off this list this morning. I apologize. Um, I'm going to start with the net. <laughs> I think the fact of, you know, Kyrie full-time and the possibility of their health, they can very easily win a championship if everyone's hitting on all cylinders. The Heat, championship experience, leadership, young dogs, blue-collar team. I love what they do, and they were just there two years ago. The Celtics, Perk, you can attest, it's about getting hot at the right time, and this is the hottest team in basketball going into the playoffs that plays the best defense and has a duo that you can just throw the ball to either one of them, and they're going to get you a bucket. Last but not least, the Bucks. The champion, when did the championship have to stop going through the team that won the championship the right. previous year? This team Ooh. is experienced. I saw what they did to Sacramento. Sacramento had them down 20, and although they're not a good game, a uh, very good team, you just saw what they did. They executed on both ends of the floor. They made the right play. They turned down good shots to get great shots, and they locked down on defense. So that's my top four. And again, sorry, Philly fans. In <laughs> summary, the Eastern Conference. <laughs> For me. Yeah, Vince, sorry. Go ahead, Vince. No, that's cool. For me, I, I picked this. That put, I put this group together as far as how they're going to finish. And I think this is how they will finish. I still think the Celtics, who are playing great defense, will still be the fourth. What could move up to the third depends on how the Miami Heat want to act because Jason Tatum and, and, and Brown have been playing great basketball offensively. And like Perk said, their defense has been phenomenal. Three, the Heat. The Heat are the Heat. They've been solid all year. I just think right now they've hit a bump in the road. They may fall just because of just trying to find their way and get that old thing back and get themselves <laughs> ready for the playoffs. <laughs> the Bucks, I agree. The Bucks, you, we, they've been disrespected all year, flying under the radar. So you can't put the champs down and, and just say, uh, I don't know. I, I put them number two because I just think the 76ers, who are number one, are playing great basketball. And I bumped them ahead of the Bucks because of Tobias Harris. We know what MB's gonna do. We know what Harden's gonna do. We've seen Maxi now excelling, but it was like they need Tobias Harris to step it up. We're seeing him emerge and figure out his role, understanding their role. They have a now three, three and a half players now, which has propelled them for me to be number one right now. I didn't mean to jump you, Vince, but I guess oh, basically sorry. still in summary, like the Eastern Conference playoffs are wide open it, it, yeah. and they're going to be mm -hmm. fun to watch. All right, when we return, the, the moment everyone's waiting for, Vince crowns the dunk of the week, and there were a lot. There's no way mm. he chooses against LeBron, right? Right? I know he got the I bottle services. <laughs> the upper room. Yes, sir. We got you, baby. We got you. <laughs> This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We have arguably the greatest dunker in the history of this league in Vince Carter. Welcome to the upper room. I pick who's oh. going to take it to the upper room. He's like, bro, did he really try to jump with me? I did this my rookie year, too. Oh! I tell you what, put him on the ground. We call that a body bag. May he 
Rest in peace. Look at that view right about there. Some people levitate. It's levels to this person. He makes it look so easy. Security guard, please open that velvet rope. Bang! It's Thursday, so you know it's time for Vinsanity to take us to the upper <laughs> room. And this segment is all dunks and all amazing. Vince, we're going to switch it up this week. I want you to give me your nominee, then each of us will suggest a dunk to see if we can convince you that what we picked is upper room worthy. All right? All right. Well, first of all, Matt Barnes, welcome to the upper room, Cassidy, as well. Uh, we, hey, we have our regular persons always here. It's, hey, it's a day party, so we do have bottle service. I frequent there. Hey, get you right. trust me, I frequent, I I frequent there, Vince. I know. I know, buddy. I know. I know you, Matt. So anyway, so I'm going to give my nominee first, and I'm going to say Mr. LeBron James. Mm. Uh, yes, he is 37 years old. Uh, roll the tape. So yes, go through the middle. And it's just like, bam, that's his boy, Kevin Love. When he hits him, and he just goes high. You know what, guys? It kind of reminds me of a dunk that we've seen in the past. And it okay. goes a little something Ooh. like this. Oh. He hits him and goes higher. And then Mark Jackson falls. I love you, Jack. <laughs> you my guy. But LeBron, he had liftoff. He's a nominee for the upper room, baby. I mean, right, Cass, what you got? at 37, <laughs> like, that's hard to top. We saw that everywhere, right? But my candidate, I think, may flew under the radar, but is okay. still Ooh. nice. How Ooh, about yes. Lance Stevenson yes. with a little yep. showtime to O'Shea Brissett? Come mm. on now. Mm. That's not bad. No. Mm. That you is put very the same face on. I, I, you, see, you see Justin Anderson just got there like, man, what is going on with this young fellow? Yeah. That's well, Vince, this is my Look guy, and I think we should obviously have some bias because we both played Ooh. in Orlando together. And this was a, a really impressive dunk for him to be able to come down the lane like this, go against two guys. But I'm going to keep it real with you, Vince, because you, like you said, he you know me. Two. I'm not going to try to lie to you and tell you that any of these dunks that us three are talking about are going to be better than what LeBron did. So I'm going to concede right now. Oh. I'm going to take, take your guy. <laughs> Sorry, Mo. Okay. No argument. Okay. No argument for me. No, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> per, per. Well, well, you know, I'm going to do what I do best to convince Vince about Carl Anthony Towns. Ooh. And that's I'm going to hate on everybody else nominee. <laughs> I'm going to hate on Vince. I'm going to hate on LeBron James and say that Kevin Love tried to take a charge and he moved out the way. And I'm going to hate on Cassidy's and I'm going to say that it was a chase down block. I'm going to hate on, I'm going to hate on Matt. You ain't got to hate on mine. Really, I really hate on myself. He already kicked I know. Me. I, I, really I, I, don't hate I on gotta, me, Perk. Don't hate on me, Perk. I got to hate because that's, I got to hate, <laughs> I got to hate because that's what I do. But listen, Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> shoots so many threes that when he do drive to the paint and he finished like that with authority, I got to give him the credit because I want to see it more. I want to see it more. I want to see it more from him because he's always standing behind the three-point line. Hey, and what's crazy is 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 Jay Crowder wanted to take that charge and said, nah, mm. last second. So, Mo Wagner's out, O'Shea. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, let's remove that velvet rope for the 37-year-old Mr. LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the upper room. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle service is running. What's the point of even Everything playing? else you need. You already had to play. Everything else you need. We got if it on the table. If you were 27. Vince, if we, you were 27, would he have still won? <laughs> Vince, we, yeah, Vince, we so, won. Good job. We, we had a good pick, Vince. Yeah, we, yes, yeah, Matt, we won. And, yeah. and guys, this don't remind you of something else, right? Okay, VC. Oh, oh, oh. It, nah, it, see, it that, that's, the oh. it, it, that's the king. That's the king of the dogs right there. It kind of reminds you of that. 
because when you when you hit somebody, you go a little higher and you dunk it. You know, you hey, just you gotta finish it. You, hey, know you didn't need no extra help going higher, bro. You didn't need no bucks, no nothing. You jumped over a seven footer. What are you talking about? And and you did it on the court. Um, because I say that because none of you chose Zion stunk. Um, maybe because there's just like a little too much baggage with that dunk. Still, had. I didn't know this was an option. This was nice. <laughs> but it's out of practice court, nice. and we don't know if he's gonna play. Brian Windhorst plugged in with the Pelicans. We'll give an update on Zion and when we might see him in a real game next on. NBA today. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Zion Williamson has continued to make waves since posting this dunk to his IG on Tuesday. Yesterday, he was cleared to participate in one-on-one -on -one drills and was seen going off the dribble and dunking multiple times. Despite positive trends, when asked if Zion could still return this season, Willie Green was noncommittal. We don't know. As, as far as right now, the update is the update. Z is still out indefinitely. He's still working towards uh, being fully healthy, which he's not. Uh, but he's getting there, and we'll update you guys as we get to that point, if we get to that point. And we now welcome in Brian Windhorse for more on Zion. And Brian, what is your understanding of how things have developed between Zion and the Pelicans over the last few days? Yeah, uh, another chapter for this saga of this season. From what I understand, he was not cleared to do that kind of dunk, although it was darn impressive, Cass, mm. uh, when he posted it to his IG two days ago. Um, this is just an illustration of what's happened with Zion a lot with the Pelicans, which is he is on one timetable and the Pelicans are on another. And, you know, this is, you know, something that is a trust issue that goes both ways. And, you know, he, for a guy who's had setbacks this year, uh, obviously the Pelicans are going to want to protect him. And here's Zion basically saying, listen, I'm ready to do more. So, the, the, you know, he did get cleared to do one-on-one -on -one after that. Maybe that sticks to the schedule. Maybe it doesn't. But with just, you know, less than 10 games left in the regular season and him only cleared to do one-on-one, -on -one, it is unlikely he's cleared in, in the short-term future. And we'll see what happens between the two sides of this summer. Yeah, he's played just 85 career games, and it's hard to have trust issues in a relationship. He's eligible for an extension this summer. Given his history, how should the Pelicans handle his future? Carefully, there's three choices here. One, you extend him, which he's extension eligible this summer. I find it hard to believe they will be able to extend him in a full guarantee. He's a max player, but I don't know if you can guarantee him the full max, so I don't know how that negotiation would go. Option two is to not extend him, let him play out next season, uh, and become a restricted free agent. They would still control his rights and have matching rights, but obviously that would not be something that's ideal. And then the third option, which I don't think they want to do, is to trade him. Uh, and you know, we'll see what happens with their draft pick. Remember, they get the Lakers pick if it's in the top 10, and right now it's right there. What happens with that pick could determine things. So um, it's not an ideal situation, but it is certainly not a completely broken situation. They can repair it. Zion can come back and contribute. I just don't expect it to be in the short term. Hmm. Brian, thank you, as always, for your insight. 
All right, now back here with Matt. Obviously, you have to weigh this investment. Zion is shown to be yeah. box office as we know. But ultimately, Matt, it comes down to do you feel Zion can win you a championship? Can he be the best player on a championship team? I think he can. I mean, as we stated, he's only played 85 games, which is a little bit more than a full season. He's averaged 26 points and shot 60% from the field. And this is from a kid who's 21 years old who's playing off pure athleticism, hustle, power, and strength. We have these same type. To me, the question more is, can he stay healthy enough to fill his potential? I remember I was in the league when Joel Embiid first came in the league, and he had a lot of foot troubles. We never, got, we never knew if we were going to see the greatness that we're seeing today. He would show flashes. He'd be hurt. Zion has done something similar. Obviously, Joel is able to play more games, but I think this kid is still only 21 years old. Wait till he's about 23, 24, in about 265. This kid is going to be unbelievable because to me, he still doesn't know the intricacies of the games, the angles, the understanding of just how to play this NBA game. And when that hits, if he's healthy, there's no reason why he can't be the best player on the championship team. It may not be in New Orleans, but he could definitely be the best player on the championship team, I feel like. Back with, with Perk and Vince. Uh, Perk, mm. your thoughts. Can he be the best player on the championship team? No, I don't believe so. And he's showing the signs why he, why he can't. And it's not because of what he's doing on the court. It's off the court. Like him and Joel Embiid mentality are completely different. Joel Embiid was always around the team. Joel Embiid was always speaking to the media. Joel Embiid always showed signs that he had the capability of being a franchise player. Being a franchise player is not what you just do on the court. It's what you do out off the court. And he Willie Green say we're going to circle back and talk about it. We're going to circle back and talk about it. When are we going to hear from Zion? We haven't. Yeah, and I, I just I just think real quick is that you know I think he needs another guy right now. I think he can develop into a go-to guy and the best player on the championship team. But I think he needs another guy, uh, a one A one B right question. now. Everyone until does. Further notice. Everyone does though. Uh, and to yeah, your but point, but I just don't think he can do it by himself. Is all no, I'm saying. you're right. And to your point, maybe they uh, approach him like Joel Embiid and, and give him an extension with a lot of incentives built in. So we will see. I mean, it's always um, interesting when it involves Zion Williamson. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. NBA Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. Welcome back. Sweet 16 action gets underway tonight. And here are the odds for our panelists, alma maters, North Carolina, UCLA, and since Perk lives in Houston, adding them here too. So all of those teams still alive and well. Time to make the case for That's each to make their respective up, final four. Matt, okay? Yes, I'm taking all the smoke. So whatever you want to bet, What's first up, of all, let's bet. But what I'm saying is we're an older team. Our core is juniors okay. and seniors. We got a great taste of what it almost should have been like last year. So I think we're prime. Coach Crona has these guys ready. We ready to rock. Perk, what you laughing at, bro? I, yeah, he picked he he the best too, bro. I'm enjoying it. Hey, hey but I'm going to say this. I, I, I like our chances. I think. No, you we, don't. We, we climb, listen to me, bro. We climbed the mountain against a tough <laughs> Baylor team who was the number one seed, right? And, and we handled business. What makes me, what, what my concern is that when we beat Duke and, you know, gave Coach, you know, K that L, uh, we got a little cocky. And that was the thing that, oh, we gonna that, 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 that scared me. Are we going to shut that down tomorrow night? Don't worry about that. 
Hey, Matt, just text me, bro. We'll talk. Perk, 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 you got anything? Uh, I'm behind Cass uh, University, but if you want to, you know, ride for, for Houston, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Uh, uh, uh. I'm going with I'm going with Coach Sampson and the Cougars just because they D up. You know what I mean? You talk about a bunch of pit bulls. Hey, that's what they you got. You see this? Carolina blue, baby. <laughs> you see us back here. Vince. Go heels, baby. <laughs>